Hello and welcome back to the Graceful Growth Podcast. I am your host, Brianna Vanna, in the internet world. And um, we must talk about the elephant in the room, the pink suede elephant in the room. Um, Yeah, I've been absent. I did not give you guys an episode last week. Um, Things were kind of hectic, um, but that's okay. I would normally beat myself up about it and be like, you know what? I'm just not doing the podcast no more because I missed an episode. Literally, no one cares, Brianna. Actually, some people might care, but I'm back and that's all that matters. I fell down, got up again. I actually didn't even fall. I just tripped. Uh, anyway, I'm hoping that my voice sounds much better on this episode because what I did not realize, I'm a little embarrassed to say this, um, <laughs> What I did not realize is that on the program that I actually record these episodes on, of course, you can change your um, inputs and outputs of how you receive sound and audio and everything and how you are inputting the sound and audio. Um, So, of course, your laptop or whatever you record off of has its own speaker and its own microphone. Now, just because I have my personal microphone plugged into the laptop, that does not automatically mean that the program thinks I'm going to use that microphone. For the last like three episodes, that is what I thought was going on. Actually, last two episodes, I'm getting a little big for my britches. Last two episodes, I thought that was what was going on. Um, However, this morning, I just happened to look there and I was like, hmm, microphone, real tech, high definition. That is definitely the laptop microphone and not the microphone. So I've been looking like a dummy <laughs> these last two episodes, holding this microphone to my face. And it's not even being recorded. So hopefully um, I sound much better to you guys. Um, we'll see. Somebody will tell me because the other thing is I don't listen to these after I record them. <laughs> so anyway. Today, we are talking about imposter syndrome, as you probably could tell from the title, one of these does not belong, and um, this one, this one is close to me, this one's near and near, um, not close to me in a good way, I've experienced this um, far too many times in, in various spaces in my life, I just, I am constantly kind of like, how, how did I get here? Why did they choose me? Like just the the doubt <laughs> that I have in a lot of situations. It's actually, it's just, it's not great. But I, I'm going to talk to you guys uh, about how I have navigated through that and gotten past that. Um, and have actually been able to like say to myself, like, you know what? You did a good job. Like this is, th- you're doing fine. Um, so anyway. Uh, imposter syndrome. Um, for those of you who maybe have not experienced this, I feel like most people probably at some level have experienced this. Maybe you don't know it's imposter syndrome, but just like this feeling of not belonging somewhere. Um, and I don't mean like in a physical space, like you're at a specific grocery store and you're like, Hmm, I don't think I should be here. Not quite like that, but just like in certain kind of like in an intangible way, like in certain spaces. Um, Maybe I'll just go through the examples of where I felt this. Um, Occasionally in school, I've had moments um, where I'm like, I'm with all the smart kids. 
how, how did I get here? I was not, I don't know, I'm in, I'm in Texas, so I don't know how widespread this is, but like the gifted and talented kids, I, I was not one of those. I was actually distraught when I found out I was not gifted and talented. It's probably a sham anyway in the education system, but um, I was not one of the gifted and talented kids, but I was always in like the advanced classes and everything. Why am I here? I'm not, I'm not GT. I, why am I here? I, this is weird. Um, even talking to teachers, like sometimes I, you know, get grades back, get essays back. And I'm like, you really thought this was that good? And they're like, are you kidding? Like, do you not see? No, I don't see it. Don't ask me that because I don't see it. I don't see what you saw. Um, so in school, for sure, um, any type of organization or anything. Um, I remember when I won, like, pretty, pretty, like, by large margins when I won, um, we had an election for like, uh, what you mean, duh, of course, like it just not, d- does not cross my mind that like, okay, that yeah, you, people see you as a leader here that no, I no, And even throughout the whole time, I was like, there's something that I'm supposed to be doing that I'm not doing. So I, I, I don't know why you guys picked me to do this. Cause I'm not, I'm clearly not the one for the job. Um, being the president at my college, that <laughs> I I tried my hardest actually, contrary to popular belief, not to get that, and I just ended up falling into it anyway. I didn't fall into it, but that ended up happening for me anyway. Um, despite my efforts not to even be involved in that capacity, um, and then I I think I. I probably felt it the hardest at work. Like when I got into the corporate space, I felt it the hardest there. Cause I, you know, that that's a whole different ballgame. I feel like at least in college, like most of the people who are in your classes and everything are around the same age and demographic as you. You will meet some people. Like I had several people in my classes who um, they went to the military first and then they came um, to college afterwards. So they were a little bit older, not too much older, but they were maybe like early 30s in a sense, getting their bachelor's and everything like that. And that was so like sprinkled few and far in between of even cases like that or just people who wanted to go back to school later in life very very few and far in between that you had that most people there are around your age so it still feels like you're kind of on this level playing field but then I got into the corporate world and it was like oh you're like 60 something and you've been here longer than I've been alive you have two kids and you've been married for 10 years. Um, you never got married, but also you, you've been climbing the ladder for all these years or you've jumped these many companies or you've been in the industry. And I was, a, I was a baby. I was a, I was a rookie. Um, and I was on this level playing field with all these other people and they, I not nobody really made me feel like this but I definitely was like what the heck am I doing here like these people have all kinds of work experience prior to getting to this particular job and I am I mean I am fresh out of college and fresh out of Victoria's Secret like I what am I doing here and then I got the first promotion and it was like oh wow and that expanded even more because the people who were around me were like, oh, that's all the experience you have and you got this job. And I was like, oh, damn, I am really not supposed to be here. And with every promotion, it was just like this. And, and it happened so fast, too. 
that I never really stopped and was like, you know what? No, you actually are doing a good job and you do deserve this. I never had that. And, and probably until recently. So every time I made that jump, it was like, Ugh, this is another space I'm not supposed to be in because I did not. I don't deserve this. Like, I don't deserve this. Even, I, you know. I was about to say self-disclosure. I'm not a therapist. I don't know why I'm using that. I probably picked that up from my own therapist when she's about to tell me something about her personal life. But I think I've talked about this before, but um, purchasing a home with my partner, the whole week leading up to closing, I could not sleep because I was like, one of these days we are going to wake up to an email or a phone call and they're going to be like, haha, just kidding. You don't have a house. No, you've been looking at this for a couple of months now, um, and you guys really think that this is your house, but no. Every single night, I was having nightmares about like, yep, we're about to get in there, my pen's not going to work at close, so then they're going to be like, sorry, you were supposed to bring your own pen that worked. Just like the silliest things, because I was like, there's no way at my age that I'm supposed to have a house. Nobody at my age has a house. No, like so clearly I'm not supposed to have it and so the universe is going to see that and they're gonna be like ha just kidding and snatch that right from me like I never ever have had this moment of like okay this is success it has come to you and you deserve it and nothing's going to happen those thoughts did not cross my mind um I always have the unreasonable thoughts about it um, and that, that has seeped, I, I went from work to something personal, but that it seeped into every aspect. Um, and so I have, I get what I'm describing. I've had feelings of anxiety. Um, at times at work, I've had feelings of depression because I, I'm like, I, I'm just not motivated. I, it's almost like I wanted someone to catch me slipping and be like, haha, we caught you. We knew you couldn't do this. Um, you know, you're going back to your previous role or something. And that wasn't going to happen. Um, and th- I don't know it, there's something in me that was just like, not confident that I deserve nice things. And I, I have not quite dove into why that is. Um, eh, you know, <laughs> maybe I do know actually, um, growing up and this is like, this is not like a blame on my parents or anything at all. I, I actually don't think that I would be where I am at all if I wasn't raised like this. Um, I just, I guess in hindsight, wish that I knew how to handle the emotions that, that come with um, being a high achieving person. Um, so in my childhood, my parents um, really instilled in me that I needed to be good at everything that I did. And I don't mean like, oh, you need to be the best. I needed to try my best though. Like if the famous quotes from my parents, if I was going to fry French fries at McDonald's or clean toilets, and there's nothing wrong with either of those tasks as jobs, but they said that I needed to be the best that I could at that. I need to be the best damn French fry fryer in the world and I needed to be the best toilet cleaner in the world no matter what I did I needed to be the best at it and so for me you know excellence is normal excellence is expected 
Um, and it's not rewarded because that's the standard. You're not rewarding people for the standard. And, and so I feel like in my head, it was just like, no, I'm just going to be great because that's what I do. Um, and like I said, like it has definitely gotten me to where I am today. (laughs) However, I, I did not know, and I still do not know how to manage what comes with that emotionally. Um, because I know that I'm going to do well, but also that that gets rewarded. And so it kind of has the cycle in my head, if you will, like, well, you don't need to be rewarded for that because that's what you're supposed to be doing. Um, breaking that chain has been difficult. And I'm not saying that that's a bad way to live. I, actually, I may be saying that that's a bad way to live. I'm not sure. Uh, but let's not even put a label on it. Um, but yeah, like I just don't expect to receive good things from the work that I do because like I said, it's normal. I, I've, I've had so many conversations with my manager and they are managers in the past and they are just like, wow, you're doing so great with this. Like, this is amazing. I've not worked with anybody who thinks like you, like you, you just have it. Like it's natural. And I'm like, girl, this is my job. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> I'm like, it just, it does not click for me. Like, you know, this is probably not the norm. The way that you're performing at this like high clip, that's not normal. Um, it has taken me a long time to kind of wrap my head around it. And I, I finally think I'm at a place um, where I'm like, okay, you can, you can rest in work if that makes sense. Like I, I spent the last four and a half years. Yeah. I've been out of college. Yeah. Four and a half years. I've spent the last four and a half years working, climbing, climbing, working, climbing, climbing, and doing the absolute most. And I got like five promotions in four and a half years. Um, and everybody's like, man, you've climbed the ladder up fast. Like everyone says that colleagues, um, people who've interviewed me in the industry, like new managers that I've gotten, they're like, man, you really, Like it took me a minute to get to that level or something like that. Like you've really climbed high in a very short amount of time. And like, for me, I'm not phased by those words because I was like, that is what I am supposed to do. And it has taken a a very special manager of mine to be like, you actually need to like chill. Not because I don't think that you can do it, but you're going to burn yourself out because you are not resting like you don't ever have like a resting place you get your promotion and you're you're automatically thinking about the next one you take some time to actually like learn in that role you're okay and I finally got into a place where I'm like you know what I am okay it's actually okay for like I've done so much I've actually done so much and I should really be proud of myself instead of trying to skip over the like skip over the next accomplishment to get to um another one I should actually chill like I I can ride this wave in this in this role for a little bit and I think that sometimes we have to do that with life of like can you chill (laughs) like it's okay you don't have to jump and I think almost I wanted to jump to the next one because I was so uncomfortable being where I was and I was thinking you know what maybe I'll get to the next one and I won't feel like that anymore And I can chill in that one. So let me just hurry up and get to the next one so I don't feel like I don't belong in this situation anymore. And sometimes it's like, you probably do need to sit here for a little bit and feel what it is like to be uncomfortable here because that's how we grow, is being in spaces that are uncomfortable. And and for me, 
I I won't speak for everyone who feels this way, but for me, it was like, okay, you're here and you're good. Like that is, that is very normal. It's okay. And I, maybe I thought that I was going to be weak or something for settling. That's what it felt like to me, settling into the role. Um, but I need to congratulate myself. Um, and like I was saying earlier, like it was, it's hard for me to congratulate myself because I don't feel like what I've done is something worth being rewarded. Um, and I, but I need to be proud of my accomplishments regardless of how small that they are. Um, and so I say all that to say, you know, you really do have to take the time and sit down and analyze, like, what is it that you've done? Um, what was great about it? What can we learn from it? And like really take time to reflect, but you can't, you can't reflect if you're constantly trying to get out of a situation. <laughs> and, and I think, you know, being uncomfortable, you're getting out of a situation. And I, I think as well, I think that if I'm not being like directly challenged by something, I feel like I'm not growing. Um, but the underlying challenge is actually being uncomfortable in that space. Um, even if it doesn't feel like an active, um, growing lesson per se, like, you know, sitting still doesn't feel like that's doing anything for you to grow, but sitting still takes a lot of patience. And it's honestly something that our generation doesn't do a lot at all now. Um, so again, like congratulate yourself and be proud of your accomplishments. Um, and I'm talking to myself and hopefully talking to somebody else, but you have to be proud of your accomplishments. Um, you, other people should not be riding harder for you <laughs> than you ride for yourself. Um, I know that sounds ridiculous, but if you just, just reflect on all the people who support you, <laughs> they probably are like, yeah, that's my girl. And you don't even say that about yourself. Think about that. Think about that. And we're going to take a little break while you think about that. All right. And we're back. Um, so just adding on to the imposter syndrome, I talked about, you know, how I feel about it um, and everything like that, but not so much how to navigate out of it. Um, and I don't ever think that you quite navigate out of it, um, or at least I have not. So I'm only speaking from my own personal experience, which I should probably start each podcast off with that, like that little sprinkle of, mm, I don't know, because don't go back and say, well, I heard on graceful growth. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I was talking about me. I was talking about me. If it relates to you, that's great. <laughs> but I was talking about me. Don't take that too far. I am not an advice giver. I'm just, I'm a, I'm an experienced sharer is what I'm doing. But anyway. So confidence versus arrogance. I, I have a new outlook on this. Um, and I probably change it a little bit over time, but definitely about 10 years ago, if you asked me about this, I would have something completely different to say because I did not go through the experiences to have the type of um, insight that I do to this um, topic, if you will. So I, I actually try now, I try not to judge people who appear maybe too confident, almost on like erring on the side of like arrogance. Um, 
because one, I first of all, I try it's inevitable, but I, I try not to judge people at first without knowing anything about them. Um, just because you you never know what led somebody to get there. And not to say that whatever they went through in their past excuses their behavior, but it may explain it. And when when you are able to explain someone's behavior, it's a lot easier to give empathy to that person. Um, and that's what I try to do in, in most situations, because I know personally, like everyone, I've been in a couple situations where it's been like, now, why would you do that? <laughs> like, now, why on earth would you do that? So um, I, I, you know, I try I try to give people the benefit of the doubt because I also want that. Um, so. For me, I've had a couple of experiences, depending on like maybe past relationships or anything like that, really mostly past relationships where my confidence was not high um, and I had a lot of insecurities. Um, And I remember to work myself through that. I had to overexert my confidence to kind of like practice being confident. Um, you know, I don't know if you've ever done this before, but like just something that you really don't want to do. You have to like almost obnoxiously like do it just to get yourself into the mindset of like, okay, you're doing it. Um, and so that was me. I was overexerting confidence. Like, I mean, I was saying outlandish things (laughs) to the people that I was talking to, um, just because I almost to mask the insecurity that I felt at that time. Um, So I was making up for those insecurities um, by overexerting the confidence. And so to other people that appeared like, oh, she's selfish, she's self-centered, she's self-absorbed. All she cares about is herself. She thinks way too highly of herself. When in actuality, I felt all of the things opposite. I was not confident. I did not care much about myself. Um, I did not think highly of myself, but I was forcing myself to to say those things and act like that until it felt real. Um, and so that, if, if you knew me at that time, no, you didn't because I was going through something. Um, and so I feel like with, you know, just feeling like you don't belong somewhere, sometimes you have to like, overact like you belong somewhere like you got to really take up space in that area until you feel like okay I actually do belong here it, it was when I sat and thought about it it was actually unsettling that other people who like really don't know me um felt like I could do something that I myself did not feel like I can do that's weird Um, And I'm not saying weird in a bad way, but that's weird that somebody else who doesn't even know you even remotely as closely as you do has more faith in you about something than you do. Like when you say it like that, it sounds like, oh my God, no, that's actually crazy. Like that's actually crazy. How can I not believe in myself? And I, I really know what I'm capable of, but somebody else really doesn't. And they really do believe in me. Huh? Wild, wild. Um, So I feel like that getting past imposter syndrome is like faking it till you make it. Um, There have been several times and I still do this now where I am literally like, I just need to say this out loud to myself a couple of times. And by a couple of times, I mean for like months on end um, into faking it, into thinking that I like actually believe in myself about something until I actually believe in myself about that thing. Um, 
And so back to judging people, you never know like who's actually doing that. So I feel like I kind of vote like vocalized it. Um, not well, but <laughs> I feel like I vocalized it um, into something. And so you never know who's actually doing that. And at the time, actually, that I'm talking about where I did this the most, I didn't know how to word it. Um, it wasn't until I was talking to a friend of mine actually recently, which inspired this episode. Um, it wasn't until recently that I was talking to her and she asked me, you know, how did you come out of that? How did you come out of that relationship? And, you know, it was after we talked about what was actually going on there and um, the things that were said to me and how I was put down so much for being literally me um, and, and what came after that. It wasn't until she asked me that and I actually was forced to answer um, and not eloquently either, <laughs> not eloquently at all. I was like, hmm, I actually had to pretend that I believed the things that I was saying to myself until I really, truly believed them. I didn't know that that's what I was doing at that time. I thought that I was doing like the normal breakup thing, you know, where you act big and bad the whole time you really hurt as hell. Um, that's what I thought I was doing. But like there, there's actually like terms to that. Um, and it's the fake it until you make it. And it goes past relationships. It's, it's in every facet of your life. Um, (laughs) this is how recent this is. I've only lived in the house that I'm currently in for like six months, seven months. Um, the first month that we were here, I was like, every day I would wake up and be like, when people would come to the door and they'd actually just be solicitors, um, until we got our solicitor signed from Amazon. This is not a plug. Um, I don't have a discount. I'm just saying, if you need one, they're on Amazon. Um, I'd be solicitors coming to the door, and I'd look through the rain and be like, oh, God, who is that? They're coming to take the house. And th- like, I already, we already paid for it. Like, and I'm still like, they're coming to take the house. Um, and then through, you know, conversations, that happy hour with my friends and everything, it was just like, okay, my friends are like, they believe in me. They're so happy for me. Why am I not happy for me? Like, and I think what I my biggest takeaway is from this, you cannot have somebody else believe in you or think better of you than you think of yourself. Um, and I'm saying like, not that this is like a rule to life or anything like that, but just, just think about that. Like that's, that's, you are your friend too, is the biggest takeaway that I'm having. And this probably sounds jumbled, but I'm Sometimes I come up with these thoughts like as I'm actually talking out loud and I'm talking to myself, honestly, but I, you have to be your own friend. Um, if you wouldn't, and this is cliche, but again, if things are cliche, it's probably because they're true. Um, but you have to be your own friend. You have to be your own friend. If you would not say it to your friend, you shouldn't say it to yourself the way that you talk to yourself, like, and sometimes just like take a minute in your thoughts, you know, if you can, like, would you say that to your best friend? And like, sometimes, you know, just if if you're writing or something, type something out that you feel to yourself, to your friend. And uh, would you send it? (laughs) If, If the answer is even remotely no, like stop saying it to yourself. Like practice saying nicer things to yourself. Like your body keeps score, and I know that they say that about trauma. Your body keeps score about the thoughts that you have as well. Um, 
and you know you gotta to fake it till you make it even if you feel like you're forcing the thoughts you you probably have to do that for a little bit in order to start getting your your mind into the habit of like oh we don't talk to ourselves like that we don't call ourselves names we don't degrade ourselves in our head because you know what um and this goes back to honestly like probably ancient proverbs i know it's in the bible um this goes back to a lot of different uh moral compasses if you will but um what what is in your heart comes out of your mouth um regardless of how hard you try to fight it what's in your heart comes out of your mouth and I am not a parent yet um god willing but I know that you know sometimes the way that you talk about yourself if you have some little minis running around they see that they eventually see that they see the subtle comments that you say about yourself about the way that you look or how you feel about yourself maybe not being smart they see that they hear that they internalize that that kids figure out how to talk to themselves based on how they see you talking to yourself that's not something that's like just ingrained in them they follow you for everything and I don't mean to say like that's the only reason but like also your friends like if you have I don't know about you guys but I have maybe younger friends sometimes that maybe look up to me a little bit like they see that you don't want them to model that and not to say it's your responsibility but just you know pass on good qualities pass on good qualities be your own friend talk to yourself nicely um and that's that's all i have to say about that um i hope you guys enjoyed this episode thank you again for being back i may or may not have a surprise for you today i guess you will find out later um if if you are actually listening on the day that this is dropped which honestly um confession it is currently 801 in the morning uh, i actually need to log on to work so this was perfect timing um so you will be listening to this as i recorded it today um so hopefully hopefully you guys see that um again if you are listening to this and you did not find me through instagram my instagram is graceful growth podcast um spelled exactly how it is in webster um you know follow me there uh, eventually I'd like to, you know, give you guys input. Actually, maybe I'll just do that today. Anyway, I will just do that today. Anyway, do a little, um, ask me a question on there just to get some feedback from you guys. Um, I am on Spotify, um, Podbean, wherever you're listening to me at, I can actually see where most of the listeners are. And it's actually on the Podbean app itself, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, I'm still not on Apple yet, but that's fine. Um, we're going to get there. Um, but again, enough of me rambling. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next time, whenever that may be.